Verulam Sports. Hello again and welcome to Verulam Sports Podcasting with your host, Tony Rice. And I'm excited now to be welcoming back to our show, the iconic Kerry Cobb. Not only do we position her, quite rightly I'd say, as our motorsport guru, she is of course your host, one of a great team in the wonderful Radio Verulam's Good Morning St Albans team. We'll talk all about that. But first things first, Kerry, before we get down to business and welcome your knowledge vis-a-vis motorsports, I know also this about you. You're a Chelsea fan. How's Cloud9 treating you? Oh, do you know what? That, what a weekend I've had, Tony. Chelsea have done brilliantly this season. I, I know we lost to Leicester in the FA Cup, but do you know, that was kind of... I took that. I thought, you know what, I'll take that. Leicester have never won the FA Cup. It'll be history made. Fans. Yeah, history was made. So fair play to them. And, and they deserved it, in fairness, well. Sure. Um, and then the Champions League, Saturday night, I have no nails left. Bitten all. It was a white knuckle ride for you blues, wasn't it? <laughs> it was it was a it was a fantastic game, actually. I think, you know, even though it was only one nil, for a neutral observer, I think it was a great game of football. And um I just loved it. Oh yeah, I am I'm up here after the weekend because of I was course. Say, you're Cloud Nine, I think you're hanging out on. I don't know what it's like being just a mere mortal, Kerry. I can't, I can't remember Cloud Nine. <laughs> Do you know what, Tony? It's taken a long time. I started supporting Chelsea in 1988 and there was some wilderness years up until 97 when we finally won an FA Cup. Hold on, Kerry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There were at least flashes of genius, but with Hoddle as, at the helm. <laughs> Not really, no. Uh, I'm a Hoddle man. I'm always going to love a maverick, me. Anyway... Great result for your Blues. Of course, yes. a little slice of history in and of itself because just the second uh, Champions League for Chelsea, yeah. uh, they did it under the special one, who I'm a huge admirer of. Uh, back in, I want to say, 2012. Uh, might be 14. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, also, that was, wasn't it, just the third ever in the 29-year histories uh, of the Champions League. All English affair. It's almost like our brekkie, isn't it? Yeah, and do you know what? What really upset me was that they 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 were going to have it in Istanbul, and they changed it because of COVID. Sure. But they changed it to Portugal. I mean, come on, it's two English teams. Like, stick it in Aston Villa or Wembley or something. You know, look, like, I, look, I love sport. If it had been two I... Turkish teams, have it in Istanbul. If it had been two Portuguese teams, have it in Portugal. You know, it's just like. Kerry, what you're asking for there is a little bit of common sense, right? Oh, and I'm sure course. sports uh, dignitaries and the power that is is full of common sense. Surely you're not going to, uh, you know, remind us all that, you know, common sense doesn't prevail. But hey, what do I know about the cost of eggs and that? Well, com- common sense in sports segues us beautifully into F1, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what also is a great link is the fact that, of course, it was in Portugal, go figure. And the last time we spoke was after just the first thrilling two races. The third race then was out in that country, wasn't it, in Portugal? But yeah. my word, it's all changed. We were set up, weren't we, Kerry, F1-wise, for a thrilling campaign for the neutral, let alone the real fe- uh, petrol heads out there. But my goodness me... Uh, your boy Max Verstappen has stepped up to the plate big style, hasn't he? It's been a long time coming and Formula One often gets accused of being processional, boring, rah, rah, rah. Um, It wasn't, it never was, but there was a time, let's be honest, there was Mm. a time in the early 2000s where it did get a little bit like that. Um, Not now, it's back and it's back with a vengeance and it's brilliant. You know, there's... 
it, there's a proper fight for the championship for the first time in many a season. So I just love it. I love Max Verstappen's style, his confidence, yeah. his arrogance. I, I love, love what he's, he's like the special one in that regard, isn't he? Very, very much so, actually. Yeah. And, and that would be, you know, I know you love the psychology of sport, t Tony. And, and actually, if you look at the psychology of sport, it's that kind of person that they're like Marmite. You love sure. them or you hate them. But you also have to respect them because what they're doing, like you said about being a maverick, and although I don't know if I put Glenn Hoddle in that category. Yeah, listen, I, but, I, I went there. I went there. Their own. But, but yeah, you've touched on something there. There's something about those people that just raise it to a whole new level. Mm, mm. You know, they open it up to the masses. Absolutely. It's so, it's so funny. You know, sport is so often overlooked by the majority of the population but actually sport is phenomenal isn't it ain't it just you know what i'm so privileged to do what i do kerry i mean seriously it blows my mind how lucky i am but i love all sport i'd watch yeah. england versus australia in tiddly winks and i'd get i'd all become a tiddly wink guru uh you know what i mean but my goodness me talking brits in sport we can't but talk about lewis hamilton because your man max is currently leading the way we are only five races in. Sir Lewis Hamilton are bidding for yet more history. Should he prevail come the end of the campaign, he will become Formula One's most winningest star, surpassing <laughs> the great German Michael, right? But yeah. at the moment, he's in second place. I'm thinking that that night of our realm don't really do second, does he? He hasn't had that problem for a very, very long time. And it will be a real testament to him and his team, how they cope with this mm -hmm. now. Because, you know, when was the last time Mercedes wasn't top of the podium? You know, it's, it's been, just, yeah. it's been a long, long time. So it's going to be fascinating this season. And Red Bull have got it. Red, mm -hmm. Whatever they're doing, they're doing right at the moment. Not just Max, but Sergio Perez as well. Uh, everything they're doing as a team, they've always been brilliant at pit sure. stops. Their pit stops have always been second to none. Um, but obviously Mercedes has always had that edge and our very own Hertfordshire Lewis. Um, you know, it's going to be a bit of a shock to the system to him, really. And I think this weekend is going to be interesting because I think he's going to come out all guns blazing and go, uh, hang on a minute. I'm the boss here. <laughs> well, there are very good reasons why he is bidding for that little slice of history. He's a proven winner. Those facts simply don't lie. They speak volumes. It's not hyperbole. It's not Tony Rice uh, making smoke fly. It's the no. facts. And he yeah. is the man accordingly. But at the moment, the man at the top of the table, at least from the driving standards, is your boy Max. Fascinating. Now, of course, the last race was out in Monaco, synonymous always with F1, the playground of the billionaires. Now, please, can you lie to me here, uh, Kerry? Because I'm just a casual fan, really, of F1. Again, you mentioned, of course, the beauty of this particular campaign is it seems to have lost that accusation, sometimes muddying the sport, of processionalism. I always find Monaco, I get the prestige and all that, but I also find it a little bit dull to watch. Am I missing something here? No, you're not. You're not. Let's, let's be honest here. It is processional. There's hardly any room to overtake in Monaco. Monaco, for those of you don't, that don't know, is street racing. It's sure. literally, they close, Monaco's a tiny little principality at the bottom of France. They close all the roads. There's a beautiful little um, tunnel that goes under the mountain right by the harbour. It's a stunning place to go. If you've never been, I'd, I'd absolutely recommend it. It's beautiful. One or two um, yachts on display as well, aren't there? Oh, yeah, one or two. <laughs> um, but it is, I'll tell you a quick, quick aside, a funny story. Last time I was in Monaco, 
I went into a supermarket in Monaco because of course I didn't have the kind of money that most people in Monaco have. Went into the supermarket and I was queuing up behind a lady who was a very beautiful French old lady, proper old style French sure in her real fur coat. And uh, she was paying for her shopping in the supermarket with a thousand euro note. As you do, right? I didn't even know they existed, Tony. I mean, we get a bit befuddled <laughs> in the one when somebody whips out a 50, right? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so so going back to it, it's a street circuit, and funnily enough, the next one they're going to is a street circuit. Azerbaijan as well. coming up. Correct. Baku is a street circuit, but but Monaco is tiny. Yeah. To even go at thirty miles an hour around that hairpin from the casino down to yep. the harbour is scary. Let alone at the speeds they go at. So there's not a lot of overtaking. What was fascinating mm -hmm. is always the qualifying session Indeed. at Monaco. Who can go the fastest? Can I ask well, you a question, Kerry Cobb? Yeah, yeah. Have you got your tinfoil hat ready for this one? <laughs> go on. Because I know that you are a, a bit of a Ferrari girl at heart. Of course, you love the sport deeply and are delighted by the uh, nip and tuck affair that we are witnessing. Great for the general picture of the sport. Of course it is. But I know you're a Ferrari girl at heart, right? Yeah. Now, Leclerc, given as you've expl explained so neatly and tidily for us all, is so imperative to be on pole, given that then almost no guarantees, of course, but barring a disaster, you're almost guaranteed that number one come the end of the race, the checkered flag and all that, right? Now, Leclerc, your Formula One guy, uh, the Frenchman almost on home turf. I know Monaco is a principality, but they probably before so. Yeah, it's where he lives. Yeah. Well, of course, home turf, literally playground of those billionaires. And, you know, doing ever so well, it would seem well placed. Then there was that crash, wasn't there? Now, I've heard a lot of whispers and a lot of mud being slung, but maybe he had a bit of an ingenious plan that backfired. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be very diplomatic here. I would say the latter of what you just said was was absolutely spot on. There is so much skullduggery. There is mm -hmm. so much strategy. Yes. They took a very big risk. And if it had paid off, they would have got it spot on. Explain to me and those uninitiated who perhaps didn't witness to this with their two good eyes, Kerry. What was that... Um, shenanigan what went uh, down so to speak the, the, the feeling is if you're sitting on pole and the session comes to an end you are on pole for qualifying sure. at Monaco there's no overtaking so you're pretty much shoehorned into a win sure all barring something going completely wrong so if you looked at it from this perspective mm -hmm. when you're sitting on pole the strategy could be that you do something that causes the end of the session oh how on earth would that happen Red flag. A red flag, which somebody, basically means somebody hit the tire wall, or you know, the trouble is you've got to make sure that that's clean enough for you to come out with a car that works the following day. And hence the backfire principle that I alluded to, right? Correct. Okay. Now, one might say, indeed, far be it for us to suggest <laughs> that that's precisely what happens, but to be a fly on the wall, perhaps in all sporting backroom studies and debating places of high authority. I could only hope and but pray. Now, Kerry, okay, I had this very same conversation with my father, right? Now, he's much more of an F1 man than I am, quite frankly. He watches it religiously. He remembers the days of, you know, um, the Brits doing it in those days when, you know, it was all crazy safety. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're talking pre-Mansell era. Um, yeah. So, you know, he, he, he's not his number one sport, but he loves it, right? 
And he was very dismissive of that particular theory. He said, look, Tony, here's the thing. I get the theory, but take away that tinfoil hat and bin it, boy. Because if he was going to do that, and I get why it might be workable, I get why it could have been considered even. No way, Jose. My special father said to me, if that was going to happen, Kerry, it wouldn't have been in the corner that it occurred at. Because okay. that was too big of a risk. Interesting. Yeah, no, good point. I mean, let's throw theories around and let's have a good old debate about it because that is what makes the sport so exciting. I said, but I apply that to sport per se, quite frankly. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. I love to have a good old debate about stuff like that because who knows, like you say, unless you're a fly on the wall in those meetings, we're mm -hmm. never going to know. So all we can do is speculate. Absolutely. Actually, based upon what we can see and observe, right? Your clever father has got a very good point there, but then one you could even top trump that no saying, well, i'm all ears kerry i am literally all ears now okay so top trump that by saying but everyone would know if it oh. was at this corner that it was definitely a strategy move well therefore let's just assume that's at least feasible right <laughs> let's just assume that that's feasible okay we're not saying anything other than that in theory hypothetically what you've said resonates with me right but therefore let's assume therefore that that were the case we're not saying it is or otherwise we're simply postulating that it might have gone down thus right so along those lines Kerry, yes. given that it didn't work out was he almost being far too clever for their own good the ferrari team you now if it had been mercedes i'd go with you on that huh? but i don't think ferrari <laughs> 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 so yeah, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I love Ferrari, but Ferrari, as I've said to you before, Tony, sure. they're ruled by passion and passion isn't always the most intelligent strategy. So yeah, I don't, who knows? I, I'd say, I think it was a strategy that didn't quite pay off, but I think your father's got a very valid point. Who knows? Absolutely. You know, that All fly up know, on that wall in the inner sanctum, right? <laughs> But there we go. It is fascinating. And the season is well set. At the moment, Max Verstappen for Red Bull on top. 105 yeah. points. Sir Lewis Hamilton, as we mentioned, as you must not forget, chasing history. Should he uh, surpass Max, currently leading the way in the driver's standings? Lewis is rarely number two. That's where he lives at the moment. I've been really impressed, though, by the way, by the third place driver, Lando Norris. Give us an idea of how he's performing and what his performance is in third. Probably never going to really claim the title, but really holding his end up for McLaren Mercedes, right? Completely and utterly. And he's a young lad. Um, I love Lando. I remember him when he was karting as a young boy. I had the pleasure of interviewing him. Um, he's a lovely, lovely guy. And what a great job he's doing for McLaren. And actually, a little bit embarrassing for Daniel Ricciardo because Daniel's mm. the number one man at, at McLaren, even though well, Lando's... Well, Ricciardo, the Aussie, doesn't even make the top eight in the... Or the, top, well, the top seven in the current standings, does he? No. And, and actually, it's, it's... Yeah, it is a little bit embarrassing, but he hasn't quite found his feet there. Whereas Lando's gone, I know the car. I know, mm. I know my mm. team. Mm. I'm going to just raise my own profile a little bit more. And he's done it. Fair play to him, young lad. Um, but he's, yeah, I mean, it, it's a two-horse race at the top. Sure. Um, so I we could classify the Lando, therefore, as the best of the rest, right? Um, Ferrari are up there as well. So I, I see it as a two-horse race between Mercedes and Red Bull. And then you've got another two-horse race, quite literally, with the Ferraris and the prancing horses, yep, yep. between uh, Ferrari and McLaren. 
and I reckon it will be a fascinating season this season to see how those two races play out. The rest of them, nothing. Well, that's fascinating. And I tell you what, you've set the scene and there's a very good reason, Kerry Cobb, why we refer to you as our F1 guru, our motor sports genius. But just a quick one there, a man who's not even been mentioned, a man perhaps arguably is letting his side down, Vitaly Bottas, with the same engine capacity as Sir Lewis Hamilton. For me, in fourth, for Mercedes, simply, if I was a school teacher, give him a report right now, it would really rather read if I was being a spading-minded person, not a digging implement kind of a guy, it would read simply not good enough. Yeah, I mean, it's so tough. I mean, we're talking about milliseconds yeah. between these guys. So it's a really difficult one. I like Valtteri Bottas. And let's uh, remember... Am I being a bit harsh then, Kerry, there? No. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, that they are playing to bonuses and stuff like that. They do have to step up to the plate. So Mercedes will be saying, what is going on here? Mm. You know, mm. maybe he won't be as good as Red Bull's Max, but he should be fighting for honours with Lando. You'd and think, right? Be up there with the Ferrari boys. So, no, you're not being harsh. Um, but we've got to remember, we're only five, five uh, races in. Yes, We've got a long yes. way to go. Who was the guy that won at Baku last time we went there? It wasn't last year because we didn't go last year, but in 2019, who won at Baku? Bottas. Bottas likes Baku then, has good fond memories of that race uh, track. Uh, that fascinates me because uh, I'm glad you didn't quite put me on the spot there because I would be a bit umming and ahhing whilst I was trying to consider the past history. Oh, but, I can't bless, what, who won last week? Don't worry. No, no, seriously, what day are we on? It's all drifting to one these days. But with Valtteri Bottas, that it really fascinates me that you educated me there accordingly. I'm sure that's educated many listening as well, which we love you for, right? Um, that fascinates me because I don't think Lewis in the Mercedes is fond of these street races. So it's interesting to learn that his teammate subpar performing at the minute has that great recent memory of victory. Good point. Good point. It, it could be a Mercedes weekend this weekend, couldn't it? Because it could be the fact that Bottas is really happy there, loves the circuit, has won there previously. And Hamilton says, this is the first time I've been second in the Drivers' Championship since before COVID. Long For before sure. COVID. Long He's before. Saying... COVID was but a twinkle in somebody's eye, one conspiracy theorist might say. I don't know. But yeah, it was way pre-COVID. Goodness me, I can't even remember pre-COVID. I just can't believe it, it was a thing. What is normal yeah. these days, Kerry? One has to beg that question. Well, I was thinking of BC, but I couldn't remember what it used to stand for. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry, you should be on stage as a comedy genius as well as an F1 guru. <laughs> hey, nevertheless, let's come back, though, to another love of yours, because this is also deadly serious. And we're talking these guys go rapid. Maybe in terms of speed freakerism, the British Superbikes is even further surpassing F1. And I know you love that. And I know it's literally right around the corner. Triple header coming up at Austin Park. Uh, the 25th through the 27th of June. Big one. Who should we be looking out for in British Superbike this campaign? I'm going to be totally honest with you here, Tony. I've taken my eye off the ball a little bit. Um, I have been completely focused on horsepower of a completely different kind. Indeed. Uh, By the way, congratulations on that third place, Rostrum and all that. Yeah, amazing. So I've been I've been very focused on Formula One. I've also been doing some endurance racing and sure. the horse as well, the the one horsepower, um, and of course the sad events in MotoGP at the weekend as well. Um, I've taken my eye off the ball very much. 
with what's been happening in British Superbikes. So I need to do a little bit of research. But what I will say is Alton Park, if you ever get to go to mm. any of the circuits in the UK, Alton Park is absolutely on the money. It well, is... I've never been, Kerry. Take me there. Transport me there in my mind's oh. eye, could you? Oh, so it's, it's, it's up towards kind of the Wirral way. Up right, okay. Way. And it's in a beautiful, beautiful part of the UK, real uh, in the middle of a forest. Um, and they've built the circuit. The circuit's an ancient old circuit. Wow. Um, and it is a stunning place to go. Always a friendly welcome. Always a really, really good weekend. You know, I don't know what it is about the northerners, but they tend to be a lot more friendly than us southerners sometimes. Uh, I don't know. I'm a middler. I, I straddle the bridge, you know. Oh, there you go. You've got the best of both worlds. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I'll take I don't know. It. It's, just, it's just one of those circuits that just evokes a lot of memories, yeah. a lot of... Smell. Do you smell the history? Because I love that about going to venues. I love yeah. that it's off the top of my head when I was at Lords. Uh, I've been honoured and privileged uh, through my capacity as the Verum Sports producer and uh, presenter to be at the uh, Wembley for the International Series at NFL and just getting that atmosphere, feeling that history. You smell it, I think. You feel it in your bones, don't we? You've, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. I wouldn't have known how to say what I feel about Autumn Park, but you've just done it. It's exactly that. It's the history. It's there. It's tangible. It's, you know, you can feel the people that have raced there before and done the most amazing things. It is a stunning place. NFL, by the way, that's something I know nothing about. Well, I could educate you. I could lecture on NFL. Trust me, I know inside and out. I'm not a guru. But if you're interested in NFL, there's a, a local Hertfordshire Cheetahs team. We support them. They've moved to Watford from St. Albans, but it's still on our patch. And there's a great podcast I conducted with Jacques Vitry, the quarterback for our Hertfordshire Cheetahs. It will be available this very week. Check that out on the podcasting tab. You'll enjoy it, Kerry, I'm sure. Now, I know I really time's will. precious. You as always have been on a different stratosphere to most folk that I'm privileged to chat with. It's no word of a lie. Talk to me ever so briefly before I let you have a little platform to promo the wonderful team at Good Morning St. Albans. I know you mentioned already your love of endurance side and maybe the grandfather endurance racing is Le Mans coming up a little bit later in August. Just sell that to me. Cannot wait for that. That is the iconic motor race, in my humble opinion. Le Mans is just you, those things you were just talking about the smells, the sounds, the sights. You know, people have come and gone in motorsport, um, but Le Mans is just, it just endures. Mm. It's normally. Love what you did there, Kerry. It's normally been the middle of June. Um, it's always the middle of June, and people make that. It's almost like a, a mecca. A pilgrimage? That pilgrimage to it, yeah. Um, but it's going to be in August this year. So that's one to look forward to. What I do want to quickly say is well done the bees. I mean, you've, you've interviewed Cliff Crown, chairman of Britain. Hey, he's coming up for us uh, a bit later on tonight and that'll be available on podcast. I mean, they've made history. They become yeah. only the 50th team ever to make our Premier League. And for the very first time, that is their excursion to the elite of the elite domestic football here in the UK. Cliff Crown, Radlett's own, is a top man. Kerry, I was delighted you introduced him to me. I now consider him friend of the show. But your show, Kerry Cobb, before I let you go tonight, the amazing team that is the creative force that we love to listen to and get us going for our mornings on St. Albans 92.6 FM, Radio Rollum's own Good Morning St. Albans. Tell me more. How wonderful are they? 
that do you know what we've got uh, what i love about radio verulam we have the most fantastic volunteers all the presenters are volunteers they step up to the plate week in week out we've got a fantastic team on good morning st albans we've got Gemma waking you up on a monday morning you've got good old me doing my bit on a tuesday we've got brand new face to radio verulam uh, good morning st albans is ellie on a wednesday oh check her out i've not heard her yet yeah, Claire on a Thursday and uh, the fabulous Natasha on a Friday. Everyone doing their own little thing, putting their own little spin on it. But the most important thing is it's lively, it's fun, it wakes you up. Uh, we have the traffic updates yet again from more fantastic volunteers giving their time to find sure. out what's happening on the roads and the trains. Nice way to wake up in the morning. I would say it's the only way to get up in the morning, Carrie, but there we go. Hey, listen, it's been an honour as always to enjoy your company. I'm going to let you go and enjoy your family life. And I want to say this much, Kerry, you truly are our guru of all things motorsports. Appreciate your company's standard practice. And to you and what I refer to as the Cobinators, all the very best. Thank you so much, Tony. Keep up the good work. You do a brilliant job. Thank you. One can only try. Take good care.